The Nonprofit Happy Hour. A weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do-gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. I'm Rachel Miller Howard. On today's show, we bring you a conversation with Blake Shell, who is the executive director of the contemporary art space Disjecta. This is the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am Phil Bussey. I am joined in the studio Blake Shell, who's executive director of Disjecta. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Let's start with an easy question. How do you describe contemporary art? Oh, is that an easy <laughs> question? Uh-huh. Um, I would say that a lot of organizations def- um, define it differently. It could be the last five years. It could be from 75 on. It could be, um, yeah, based in, in a timeline like that. But often disjecta is showing work that has just been made. So um, I think that we're more often in the the very freshest of art that's being made and 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 distracta has has a long history in portland um i, I want to keep though on on describing trying to describe what distracta does which i know is trying to put fog in a bottle to a certain sure. extent sure um so we're talking installations um i've seen dance performance there before yes Yes. So um, contemporary visual and performing art, and that can look like a lot of different things. And so we have an exhibition program, the biggest exhibition program in the city, the Portland Biennial, and then also a curator in residence season where a curator comes in and curates a number of exhibitions and performances. And then we also have a program that we haven't really been calling a program up until the last month, um, which you've probably seen a lot of these things. We have different groups come in and do performances. It could be anything from music to plays to um, literary arts, different things happening in the space. And we've kind of not called that destructive programming, but we've been subsidizing space for all of these different organizations. So now we're calling that platform. And platform is our program where we really invite in other organizations to do really awesome things that we believe in. And and so uh, for those that have not been to Disjecta, uh, it is uh, North Portland. It is up by the Paul Bunyan statue. Right I know next there are... to it, yep. <laughs> is that considered contemporary art? Oh, good question. That's a good question. We haven't had that debate yet. I'll bring that up at, at some point. <laughs> and District has not always been there. Uh, no, it's been at a number of spaces. It's been at different warehouses and a Masonic Lodge and all sorts of things. But it's been up at the interstate space for 10 years now. And so and in some ways, I feel like District has a parallel storyline to Portland. In that, just like you said, like it, it it existed somewhat informally. It existed in warehouses. Uh, it had lofty ambitions, uh, um, and it has grown with Portland. Uh, and it is it has found a home. You guys are there for the foreseeable future. 
Yes, we have um, just re-signed for five more years at our current space. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Is that invigorating or, or intimidating? Um, both. It's exciting to know we've got five more years, but I wish that we had, you know, 15 or 20 in the current space. But um, the the landlords are supportive, and so I'm excited. And, and, and um, North Portland is not... And and shout out to North Portland. I've 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 lived lived in the neighborhood for 15 years, but no, it's not always what people associate with uh, high end contemporary art. I, I think that uh, obviously the Alberta Art District, uh, the the Pearl District has a number of galleries. Is that a help or a hindrance to have a contemporary art space, a very high end uh, contemporary art? in a neighborhood that, that traditionally has been more about uh, bars and karaoke? Um, I think that's a great question, and I think that that's something that's really interesting about Disjecta's location, because at this point, people are being forced out of art spaces all over the city. That's already starting to happen, and um, we just re-signed a five-year lease. So there is something to being out of the dead center, um, at the exact same time, it's really accessible by the max. So like a year and a half ago when we were having all of those terrible snowstorms and everybody was cooped up for weeks at a time, um, before I started at Disjecta, before I knew I would end up there, um, there was a, a, a reception that happened in the middle of all of that at Disjecta. And I was at the art gym and we postponed our reception because nobody was going to come to it. And I got on to the max and there were like 10 people I knew on my one car because everybody was going out because everybody was so excited to be out of the house and that there was something accessible by public transportation to get to. So I think while it's not in the center, it's really accessible and that's a really awesome duality that Disjecta has. And also Kenton, the neighborhood is really supportive of Disjecta and supported by Disjecta. So Disjecta houses votes for the Kenton Neighborhood Association, um, fundraisers for the Kenton Business Association. It's a center for the community in Kenton as well. Yeah, and, and I want to keep talking about location a little bit longer. I, I mean, oftentimes or sometimes in, in uh, uh, urban development, an art gallery can be the cornerstone or can be the pioneer of of a neighborhood has has that been the case with Disjecta that you know maybe a restaurant has sprung up because they know that people will be going out to an opening or to a show uh yeah there are a number of um organizations that kind of started the the most recent revitalization of the Kenton neighborhood and Disjecta was one of them and so i think it really helped to have those anchors in the um, in the neighborhood and for example that's continuing because the comfy inn that's right next door to Disjecta which has been on the nicest side an eyesore <laughs> and on the the worst side difficult to deal with has just been um, bought and is being um, revamped for an art motel boutique motel and so we're really excited about that and they're obviously connecting that concept through the location of being right next to Disjecta so that's pretty fun and I think that um, everybody's excited for new neighbors there but Kenton keeps getting new things and there's also 
organizations and businesses that have been around for the last decade really doing good work there. Let's talk a little bit more about what uh, the contemporary art that is at Distracta. Can you describe one of the local or the one of the recent shows? Sure, yes. Um, Sandra Perry was um, brought by Julia Greenway, our last curator in residence. And her work was really exciting to see at Distracta. You could see it at the Seattle Art Museum for a fee and see one piece or you could see a room full of her work that was um, tech-based. It was different projections on screens, but also these sculptural elements that had video within them. And uh, I think that it was really exciting to see something like that here in Portland and for free. So one of the pieces went from Destructa and went to I think it was the biennial in Berlin. So getting really high quality art to Portlanders and to our audience is really one of the big goals. So that was an exciting one. Wait, what? Distracta is free? <laughs> Distracta is free. Yes, we have some um, ticketed performances and things like that where we need to do it, but all of the exhibitions are free. Uh, and, and now I assume you're not volunteering your time. So, so how does that work? <laughs> um, we are pretty lean staff and uh, everybody works really hard to make so much programming happen. We have things um, bi-weekly, if not weekly, at Disjecta that are happening. And so it takes a lot of people who are volunteers, interns, people just investing their time and staff going above and beyond so it's it's definitely a labor of love i want to talk a little bit more about portland's history because there there was a certain amount of notoriety around the transition of executive director sure um brian it was the founder brian seworth was the founder and former executive director i i, I know brian i like brian uh but he necessarily did not necessarily want to leave the job well I can't really speak too much to what happened during that time because I wasn't working at Distracta. So I saw the same stuff that other people saw from the outside, but I wasn't around. I can only really speak to what happened from me starting forward. And and do you feel like you were able to start with a, with a clean slate or with, with some momentum? Well, um, coming into the organization, there were a lot of things that needed to be done to kind of straighten it up and shore it up. So it really has been a difficult but exciting year in this past year. Um, I've been there just over 15 or 16 months, so just a little over a year. Um, coming in, there were code violations in the building there were unexpected costs with the leadership transition, and there were hardly any systems in place. There wasn't a donor database, which is a 101 for an art organization or any nonprofit, really. And um, the board was really eager to have people put these things in place and to transition to an organization that kind of had all of that stuff happening and um, we had to lay the groundwork. And so with doing that, at one point, we needed to take out a loan for unforeseen costs. And it was, you know, a little rocky. And then we had our biggest fundraiser that District has ever had. The last auction raised the most money. 
And so it really paid off and it showed that the community really responded to us kind of getting things together and wanted to see Destructa succeed. Uh, it's an interesting predicament to have, to have a, a organization that has such a strong reputation, uh, but maybe administratively was at a, a uh, square one space. Sure. And I think it's more common than people realize. And a lot of times that's how it's going. But you really have to make that transition to keep going into the future. And I think that um, the creativity can be in the programming and doesn't have to be in the administration, right? Well said. <laughs> Blake Shell is the executive director for Distracta. You brought in uh, some music for us. You want to choose one of the songs? Um, sure. Santa Gold's uh, Can't Get Enough of Myself. And what what is it about that song that, that you like or that feels like it's connected to Distracta somehow? Um, we play uplifting music before our big fundraising events and get a, ourselves psyched for it. And I think that it's just a really empowering song. Um, so, yeah, it's one of the ones that we play to pump ourselves up. Well, we like uplifting music at the Nonprofit Happy Hours again as well. So let's take a listen.
That was Santa Gold. This is Phil Bussey. It's the nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am joined in the studio with Blake Shell, who is executive director for Disjecta. We were talking a little bit before the tra- the music break uh, about um, it's not a new job for you anymore. It's been more than a year. But what what makes a good executive director? Why why are you good at your job? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think that probably one of the things that makes me good at it is that I can kind of go back and forth between left brain and right brain kind of thinking. I think, um, as I said, there was a lot of kind of straightening up behind the scenes organizationally, but at the same time, we wanted to be planning for artistic growth and new programming and how we were going to reach goals of excellence and creative risk-taking and um, equity throughout the organization. And so that's been the the fun part that we've been working on at the same time. And it's exciting because this year's where you start to see those changes while we've been thinking about them and working on them internally in the past year, we're going to get to increase the programming in this next year. And I know it's, it's maybe a little bit too soon to be talking about legacies for yourself, but, but what, what do you hope is your legacy with Distracta? Oh, I've got so much more to do. Um, I, I don't know if I could say, but yeah, growth growth in programming and more opportunities for artists, in particular regional artists. I think that the space is such an asset and we should just have more art happening throughout the space and more opportunities for artists. Let's talk a little bit about art uh, itself and, and um, art and politics are often connected and we're obviously in a weird time nationally in, in politics and and is that affecting the content that Disjecta is presenting um, or is it affecting the audience and their expectations and their their needs from what art is bringing to them great question um yes I think so well yes and no I think that some artists are kind of um, tackling things head-on while some artists are trying to um, step away from politics within their work, but it's definitely something that's popping up throughout the programming. So, for example, our next curator in residence, Susie Halagian, her series of exhibitions and performances, the the um, kind of core theme to it is connecting um, racism with environmental issues and how those things overlap and relate in terms of land use and ownership and all of these different components that are very political. And who, who's doing the curating for these shows? So that's Susie. Susie is our um, curator in residence. So that's one of the programs that uh, that we have. So she is a curator from L.A. and she's curated in spaces such as the Hammer and Lace there. And... Um, we're going to take a step back then. Yeah. Who's curating to choose Susie? Oh, good question. We have a curator selection committee for two of the programs. So for the biennial and the curator in residence program, those two are outside curators. And so we have a committee that selects. And the processes are a little bit different because the curator in residence, everybody applies for that. It's an opportunity for a curator to do a series of exhibitions. 
And we like for that to be something that gives them an opportunity to expand their curatorial practice in some sort of way. So for example, um, with Susie, she's getting to do a series that are all on a connected theme. Um, but then with the last curator, Julia Greenway, she has a space in Seattle, but it's a very small attic space. And so she was able to do something that was just a much larger scale than she'd be able to do otherwise. And then for the biennial curator, we invite them. We invite a, a curator to come for that. So a little different processes, but going through that curatorial selection committee. Blake Shell is executive director for Disjecta. Thank you for coming in today. And uh, now if people want to, uh, can you give a, a, a pitch for people to come out who have not been there before or, or to get people back who have been there, but maybe not for a little bit? Absolutely. We're going to be doing more and more in this next year, and that's going to include exhibitions, but also we're bringing back the popular food and art program, Culinaria. And so look for those events. Those are, will be super fun. We'll have some on-site and off-site where we pair a chef with an artist. And then also we just have a number of performances and um, music events. And so something's happening almost weekly at Disjecta. So definitely take a look and um, keep us on your radar because we've got a lot of fun things coming. And you had one more song to take us out. Yes, I'm done. The Julie Ruin. <laughs> it seems appropriate for the end of the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this has been the nonprofit Happy Hour at X-Ray FM. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corp that holds to a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our producer is me, Rachel Miller-Howard. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.